Hello, Mudbug, and welcome to Clay at Our Core, coming to you from the corner of Montgomery Road and Hudson Avenue in peace-loving Norwood, Ohio. I'm your Clay pal, Ann Saker. Today in episode 66, you will meet one of our studio's delights, Jean-Francois Paquet. He's from Brussels, Belgium, as you'll hear, but he spends part of the year in Cincinnati, and he throws at core clay. I've been waiting for the chance to chat with him about his long practice in clay, and you are in for a treat to hear him discuss his journey. But first, Mudbug, a quick update on our dear friend Nicholas Haar Westerkamp. As I've mentioned, Nicholas was diagnosed with a brain tumor in January and has spent 2023 fighting with all her strength. But glioblastoma is remorseless. Her husband, Jeff, issued a Facebook update over the Thanksgiving weekend that Nicholas now is in hospice care. Cult pastor Laura Davis and our dear Jane Lester have visited Nicholas to bring her the love and greetings of the Cincinnati Clay community. However you address your conception of the infinite, dear Mudbug, I ask you, please, to offer up Nicholas and her family for ease and comfort in these difficult days. If you still want to help, Go to the Meal Train website and sign up to make a meal for the family. They appreciate your concern. And now, without another moment of delay, please enjoy this conversation with Jean-Francois Paquet as he discusses clay as the art of fire. Jean-Francois Paquet, it is so nice to see you. How are you today? Well, I'm fine. Uh, I'm very happy to be here at uh, Corclay uh, throwing pots uh, and practicing uh, that uh, discipline uh, uh, around uh, ceramic practice. We're so, so glad you're here to do that. We learn a lot from you. Yes, but I'm also learning a lot uh, how a community of potter could be uh, great and nice. Uh, and uh, well, it's, uh, right. I, I'm enjoying very much uh, the way being part of uh, that uh, potters and ceramic ceramicists uh, community. Well, that's I'm so glad that you feel comfortable and at home here because that's what we're trying to. That's the environment we're trying to nurture here. Yes, but everything is uh, so well provided as um, well the, the the tools, uh, the way to fire the pots. Uh, um, I'm not really in need uh, in terms of uh, learning, uh, but uh, I'm very happy. Uh, well, I'm learning every day by just by practice. Right, for sure. So, Aren't we all? So I wanted to have you on Core Clay, uh, not simply because you tolerate my very small amount of French, mm -hmm. but also because I love watching how you work. I love the pots that you make, and I think you bring a lot to the to the studio. And I want to share that with uh, the listeners of Clay at our core. Uh, Jean-Francois, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Obviously not Cincinnati. Uh, no, I was born in Brussels and uh, I spent uh, all my life uh, in the south of Brussels. Wow. Brussels and south of Brussels. Right. And uh, so then uh, these days I'm uh, retired from a job uh, as a cartographer at the University of Louvain. And, oh, so uh, a map maker. A map maker, if you want. Yes, I, okay. I, I was doing draw, well, drawing and design for a town and city planning office. Oh, uh, my goodness. Okay. Just nearby the architecture department uh, at the University of Louvain, uh, Belgium. Uh, so, and uh, then, uh, well, 
40 years ago I was introduced to an art school by a Cobra artist uh, and I tried, uh, well, I was introduced to an art academy and um, I knew what I wanted to do, maybe mostly sculpture and so on, and probably starting with uh, clay and ceramics uh, was um, uh, a great, well, a first way to sketch um, about um, how to do sculpture and so on. And also, I think that what's so fascinating with uh, clay and ceramics, it's it is an art of fire, if I may say that. I love that idea. And then, um, so, uh, I started to, to work and to do researches in the field of uh, glaze making, because I had a very good teacher uh, in Belgium. Uh, and um, so I met plenty of people, plenty of fascinating people, very interesting being in that art academy and then I switched to another art academy and I met other people and it was very uh, stimulating to meet people and to be part of these uh, potter and ceramic uh, ceramicist communities and uh, so then that was my approach and one day uh, I decided to build my own my own tools like a ceramic a gas kiln made out of ceramic fiber and so on. Then I, be I became a little more autonomous um, and I was mostly working in a garden outside in fact. I don't know if I have a real studio but it's a, a kind of different location uh, outside and at winter time inside. Uh, but, um, I must work um, in my living room in Belgium, maybe nearly the same here in Cincinnati. Right. So, but, well, it's it's not very far from the kitchen too. <laughs> Perfect. Then, um, well, so, uh, in my mind, uh, ceramic has something to uh, see with um, cooking. Interesting. What is the what do you see as the connection between ceramics and cooking? Well, you are uh, turning raw material into uh, cooked material, and uh, it becomes different because of um, the fire. Right. So, and uh, well, uh, by producing ceramic pots and so on, uh, it is a way to make, um, let's say, emptiness useful, if I may say that. Beautiful. Then poetic. you could um, use it um, by cooking, but also by um, eating. Right. <laughs> Having plates and... Um, oh, I love that idea. So that's... So was your, was your clay instruction, was that on the same track as your uh, practice of cartography? No, 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 no. I was... Uh, no, not at all. I think that uh, I had um, a little time to spare uh, at uh, night time. Then okay. I went uh, to follow uh, art classes okay. in these uh, art school and academies, but mostly uh, night time and during the weekend. Uh, 
but the rest of the time I was working, I had a full-time job at, at the university and right. uh, I, I'm also a gardener and then I was well uh, dealing with a big garden, maybe let's say uh, two acres. Oh my! With a big trees, kitchen garden and blah blah blah. Animals. Wow! So being part of my family, uh, okay. but I was just um, with my family uh, in the garden and uh, <laughs> so that, that, that was uh, the context, the global context of uh, okay. ceramic practice. And I must say I was always uh, deeply encouraged by my family, brother and sister and friends, um, the way I was uh, doing uh, my ceramic. Okay, so did were you doing ceramics while you were doing your job at the university, or is that something? Okay, so that came along a little when you were a little uh, further along in as an adult. I mean, you didn't start as a young person. No, I started uh, let's say uh, after twenty five. Oh, okay. When I was um, comfortable with uh, well. Uh, uh, with money by working uh, and having a little, uh, being able to buy a little car and then to become autonomous because uh, living in the countryside it's a little complicated to oh, sure. transportation. Right. And uh, so it was important to have a little car to uh, gain in mobility and autonomy. So are you also a uh, are you also a cook as well as a ceramic artist and my I'm asking you that because I'm thinking about you making a meal and putting it on your own pots to serve yes of course <laughs> yes and also by growing vegetable I think that it's so important to evaluate uh, local production um, right and uh, it's part of the process when you are growing vegetables uh, it's so nice to share what you are growing uh, right. by cooking it and it's well it's a real pleasure to it me. is it sure is and then uh, my, my in my family um, my mother brother and sister uh, they they all are great cooks ah. and then it's um, a huge encouragement to to be part of that uh, Cooking community for sure. Family cooking community. for sure, and um, so it's a little like that. How did you come to Cincinnati? Oh, um, I I was recommended to um, to to be part of an uh, art event at the CAC uh, maybe twenty years ago. Then I was. Uh, introduced to the uh, well I was introduced to Paris to a gallerist here in Cincinnati uh, dealing with uh, oriental art and uh, Japan and so on wow and I was uh, invited well I was recommended by a visual artist a French visual artist uh, in uh, France to uh, be part of a tea ceremony at the CAC. Oh, wow. But uh, when I arrived, unfortunately, uh, bad um, timing, uh, the, the exhibition was um, had ended. Then um, I was uh, recommended to a nice lady uh, that I met at the CAC. And, well, and when you say the CAC, you mean the Contemporary Arts Center downtown, that's it, correct? That's okay. It, that's it. And, uh, 
le Californie that uh, lady that I was introduced to became my wife if oh. you can um, How nice so then so she's a Cincinnati person. yes yes, oh. yes. Uh, not really but I, I think that she was working uh, for the contemporary art center okay. at uh, and she's a curator a philosopher well she's a reader um, so That's the reason why these days uh, I am with my darling wife here in Cincinnati. And um, I think that it's important to be active. For sure. And then I enjoy very much uh, the way to be part of the Potter community here. Uh, the different, well, here in Cincinnati. And also... Um, Cincinnati has fantastic references in terms of uh, ceramic and uh, pottery with uh, Rookwood. Uh, and, uh, right. It's, um, it's a country of uh, potters here. It is a country of and, potters. Uh, highly sophisticated um, country, well, uh, high, highly sophisticated um, potter ma manufacturer. Right. And so on. Well, it's all a tradition, and it's so nice to have also access to the Museum of Cincinnati because it's a free museum. Yes, it's really a luxury. And by well visiting exhibition and uh, free museum, uh, it's possible to collect pieces of information and to to to, to take it for. Um, for your own work. Yes. And it's so nice to have access to that kind of pieces of information by visiting the collection of the Cincinnati Art Museum. How did you find Core Clay? Oh, I think that uh, friends, uh, gardener friends like uh, Vicky and Peter, uh, they uh, told oh, sure. me that Core Clay, it was uh, the, a place to be and it was a nice community <laughs> then I arrived here and well more than that what's very convenient it's for me Corkley is at a walking distance of where I'm living okay just nearby uh, Eden Park uh, Crone Conservatory sure well it's three quarter of an hour of walking but it's beautiful I think yeah. that Cincinnati is a walking city so yes, so much everything is uh, affordable by walking But, um, and, and it's great, it's, it's very nice. Well, it is other community, community here in Cincinnati, but they are too far away to go and to right. arrive there right. without a car. Right. So, so this was, we were in walking distance, and so yeah, that made it yeah, beautiful. Right. So uh, tell me your observations about core clay. When you come in here, I mean, do we, how, I guess what I'm asking is, can you compare this to your, pottery practice when you're back home in Brussels? Uh, well, I think that it, it's a little different because in um, Belgium, in Brussels, I'm totally autonomous. Okay. I am uh, totally on my own with, uh, I have my kick wheel. Oh, wow, okay. And uh, my kilns, uh, my ceramics, I'm producing my own glazes. Um, wow. Mostly ash glazes uh, dealing with uh, high fire. Right. And uh, What kind of kilns do you have in Brussels? But I built a um, uh, gas kiln made out of ceramic fiber. 
Wow. Light refractory, then it's possible to be very... Um, well, it's... I'm, I think that I'm sparing a lot of... Uh, uh, energy because it's well insulated and uh, well it's working well. I'm reaching uh, uh, high temperature uh, in uh, let's say six seven hours. Oh, that's great! And uh, using propane gas in in bottle. Well, mm -hmm. the, the size of the bottles here in the U.S. it's mostly dedicated for uh, barbecues and so on. Right. And uh, if I found an opportunity to buy a gas kiln here in Cincinnati, I think that I will be in pain to find bigger tank of uh, oh sure propane right. But because so you couldn't fire a gas kiln with the kind of propane bottles that are sold for your backyard Weber grill, right? Yes, it could be possible to do that, but it, it will be so expensive right. and you need a special battery of uh, little propane uh, oh. bottle <laughs> you to face to... the demand. Okay, <laughs> and, and you don't need to do that here. No, no, no. So no. you fire, you do high fire. Where do you fire when you're here in Cincinnati? Because you don't take your pots back to Brussels with you, obviously. No, 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 I'm firing here, but... Um, High fire, I'm going at uh, Queen City Clay. I okay, all right, all right. And uh, because um, uh, to deal with mid-range temperature, uh, it's very complicated. Uh, I'm not used to do that, and I'm trying to do that with... Because my uh, motto is to use ash glazes and to use uh, um, the memory of uh, trees and uh, plants. Oh, okay. In the glazes, uh, to, to glaze my pots. Because, well, plants are keeping minerals from the soil. Right. And then you could find back these minerals by, uh, well, in the ashes right. of these plants. Sure. Then it's uh, the, well, the way to produce glazes with ashes. It is masses of books uh, written about that. But I, I was very lucky because I, I met in France uh, uh, probably one, well, a prophet of ash, of ash glazes. Uh, his name is Brother Daniel. These days he must be very, very old, more than 100 oh, years wow. old. Okay. But he, he... Pottery keeps us young, though, isn't that right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know, but he was... Part, well, he was um, well, he, one of the founders of the community of Thésée in Burgundy, in uh, oh, okay. uh, France. And they were sharing, they were doing researches about uh, ash glazes. Unbelievable. But they were a, a community of scientists too. Then they were pushing very far away their researches about uh, ash glazes. And they were sharing generously worldwide all their uh, approach but by speaking the scientific language because ah. well, the, the, the language of science um, speaking about uh, chemicals and so on right. um, and sharing that uh, understanding of uh, well ash glazes by speaking of uh, well the language of science that is one of the things that fascinates me so much about the ceramic arts is this marriage of art and science together in this practice. 
because you are dealing with earth materials mm -hmm. and you are dealing with fire mm -hmm. and with air and water and yes. uh, we have a lot of these elements that come together on your wheel or in your kiln mm -hmm. and uh, I do find that there's an interesting uh, balance that you have to strike with all of those things. Yes, but but mostly the referee that's the fire. Yes, yeah. The uh, arbitrator, it's the fire. Yes. And uh, so... Yes, that's the thing that is the most uh, important component of this. Well, well, for me, maybe not mm -hmm. for everybody, but about uh, ceramic practice, I think that ceramic doesn't exist without fire. Right. That's Once true. It's clay, it's raw clay. That's and, true. Uh, and maybe the change in uh, humanity came with the, the approach of ceramic practice, uh, let's say 10,000 years ago, right. when people started to do pots and to do ceramics and uh, to, do, well, well, I don't know. Yeah, no, I see what you mean. And, and they, 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 it was important to to be organized differently with, uh, well, collecting wood uh, to, for, to, to feed the fire and so on. And so, I don't know exactly, but um, it could be um, theory interesting to investigate. For sure, <laughs> for sure. I read somewhere uh, that... Oh, no one really knows how the pottery wheel was ultimately invented, mm -hmm. but the thinking is that the pottery wheel actually came before using a wheel for transportation, that somebody took the wheel that was flat could be, could and be, then could turned be, it 90 could, degrees could, and realized, could, oh, we can put a cart on this. And so I like that idea that pottery might have predated the wheel as a transport. Yes, but I think that in uh, other civilizations like, uh, well, Central America or uh, Andean civilization, they didn't, they didn't know the wheel, the, the use of the wheel, but they, they were using the um, kipu or puki, I don't remember, no, puki maybe, <laughs> well, to, 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 to produce their pot, but they were using a kind of wheel just... Right. Uh, um, a vertical wheel and well I don't know uh, um, it's one of those human mysteries that we uh, yes but uh, but I think that uh, the wheel hmm, probably came from uh, the trunk of the trees and to the discovery of it was possible to move uh, yes yes easier uh, yes. big um, loads of stone and so on uh, by rolling uh, Exactly. Well, I don't know. I think that it's my short um, <laughs> cut uh, or uh, vision to right. to use uh, the wheel. Right. <laughs> well, to, to invent the wheel, maybe. But, well, it's not necessary to reinvent the right. wheel. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of clay do you like to use? Um, Obviously, it's a high fire clay, so... Yes, 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 but uh, well, stoneware, high fire clay. Mm -hmm. White, because um, I think that uh, colors are coming better with uh, white background. Right. And... Um, 
but I, I, I prefer, well, I, I'm only using stoneware, white stoneware, uh, high fire uh, okay. clay. And uh, because I find that stoneware clay so sensitive, much more than uh, porcelain, for instance, because for, porcelain, it's too, it's too pure. It's the way of purity. It's the way of uh, perfection. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> that, that, it's too complicated. It's, I find it very, uh, it's a very sensitive thing, at yes. porcelain, I find. It's, it is a, you have to be very yes, careful yes, and well-practiced, because yes, yes. stoneware is a little more forgiving when you're working with it on the wheel, I think. Yes, 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 yes. Everything is allowed with uh, yeah. stoneware. Yes. But it's not the case with porcelain. No. Well, I don't know porcelain, I must say. No. I, I, I've tried a little bit of it, and it's just been my feeling that it's just a, it's probably a little too sensitive for my, for yes. my taste. Okay. So, Jean-Francois, let me ask you this question that I like to ask uh, folks who talk on the podcast. Uh, what do you know now about your ceramic art practice that you wish you had known when you started? Um... Well, but I think that uh, I find uh, so, uh, I have a lot of fun with my practice of uh, ceramic these days. Because again, I think that uh, I, I have some, such a kind of relationship with, uh, with the fire when I am dealing with my own kiln, I must say. But, um, but it's always a surprise. Right. And uh, that's so great. And yes, it's possible to to share the result with uh, with other people and with friends, and you have something to understand that sometimes you are not understanding. Then right. you could ask with someone else, but uh, how 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 could it be possible? What do you think of that? And so on. And uh, I think that uh, it's uh, I'm enjoying very much. Uh, that evolution um, when by considering the first uh, approach that I had uh, with uh, well in a ceramic uh, studio and but um, so the point is to have fun when you're getting started right don't don't be too hard on yourself when you're learning how to throw on the wheel or... no 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 absolutely I think that uh, and he, he also you you need to, to 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 refer to other people and to people to to well people knowing um, to, to well professors or potter and it's also a, a kind of exchange yes and with other students too I yes. think that um, you you are you are sharing um, a practice. And sometimes it takes uh, time to feel comfortable with your practice, right. but it's so nice to be comfortable with your practice. For sure. And um, but what I what I'm finding um, very interesting, it's to do researches about um, glazes and firing pots uh, and uh, asking fire the fire. Well, what could be the result? Right. And um, and it, it, it 
doesn't need to be too easy. <laughs> because uh, it's important to, to do a little additional researches to have a result. Right. Because, um, so that, 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 that's my way of, of ceramic practice. Right. I'm doing masses of uh, samples and so on. And um, sometimes for no result at all, but even with failure, you have uh, additional pieces of information. Absolutely right. You never, you, you never walk away without learning something new every no, day, no, no, right? No, no, no. So, but then um, these days, I'm very excited to, to still continuing uh, well researches with uh, shape, with, uh, with, uh, and, and what, with glazes. Sure. Because I think that uh, glazes is such a source of uh, marvels. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Jean-Francois Piquet, it's been so wonderful talking with you on the podcast today. I really appreciate getting yes, to visit with you. Thank you. I'm enchanted to... to, to, to to, to be part of that um, podcast. Thank you, Thank you so much. much. Thank you. Merci. Okay. Isn't that what it's all about, Mudbug? Whether you're just getting started or you've been at Clay for years as Jean-Francois, you can have a lot of fun with your ceramic practice. That is what we want beginners, intermediates, and advanced artists to embrace. It's fun. That's all. Merci, Jean-Francois, for this wonderful conversation. Now on to studio notes. I've heard nothing but raves from Mike O'Neill's Clay Club session this week on making coffee pour-overs. Clay Club is quickly becoming a favorite of studio members, and our own Sam Jane has scheduled some great programs this month. Next Tuesday, December 5th, artist-in-residence Troy Day will demonstrate how to get those lovely narrow necks on big pots. On December 12th, our Elandro Bibros will give you tips on hand-building Christmas trees and menorahs. Clay Club is free for studio members to observe. If you'd like to participate, bring your own clay and tools. This Friday is our monthly First Friday Kiln opening for December, when the Cope Pastor cracks open the Big Bailey Gas Kiln, and we'll see what came through the Art of Fire, as Jean-Francois puts it. We'll get started shortly after 6 p.m., Hope to see you. Then after we open the kiln, please take a stroll through the Mason Gallery of Fine Arts and Crafts and pick up something special for someone special. We're open the next day, through that weekend, and all through December for your gift pleasures. Come take a peek at the beautiful wares we have, and I am certain, Mudbug, that you will find a pot or three that you cannot live without. That's it for Episode 66 of Clay at Our Core. Please hit all the buttons and widgets to get notifications and such. And also, if you can please spare a moment, give us a review to tell the world about our podcast. We appreciate you here at Core Clay Mudbug, no matter where you are. From the second floor office of the magnificent 1928 Charles Nash Building in peace-loving Norwood, Ohio, this is your clay pal, Ann Saker, hoping that the kiln gods are smiling upon you.